morning, everyone, and welcome to the Paper Cuts podcast. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. With me this morning is Mr. Dean DeFalco. Roar! <laughs> exactly. Evan cannot join us this morning. He is uh, a late scratch from the lineup today. Wait, 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 wait. What? Evan Goldstein. That's right. That, that's close enough. I think I could be Evan. <laughs> that would be really, really strange. Like, I don't want to spend the next hour of you talking to yourself. Moon night, moon night, moon night, moon night, <laughs> moon night. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks, Evan, for that contribution. This is issue 33 of the Paper Cuts podcast. It was a huge week. So much happened. So many storylines wrapping up. So many new things kicking off. This little uh, independent film, The Avengers, came out. It was free comic book day. It's been a hell of a week, Dean. It has. Uh, I, I heard that Avengers movie was pretty good. Uh, who is that directed by? Um, who's that uh, uh, the lady who directs Girls? I, I, I think uh, she, she had a big hand in that. Um, you know, she, uh, she's big in the independent scene. She is. She is. I believe yeah, so, it was uh, a Wes Anderson joint. Wes, Wes Anderson, that's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, no, if you haven't seen, uh, seen the Avengers Age of Ultron yet, spoilers, it's awesome. So... There you I, go. I, I, we'll discuss it next week. Yeah, blame it on me, guys. I'm the asshole who hasn't seen it. I'm gonna, asshole. Thanks. It's cool. It's cool. I I got to read some stuff, and I had to play video games with one of my best friends, so it's okay. There you go. Life is good. All right, well, jumping into, uh, jumping into our weekly tour through Convergence, I'm going to try and keep it a little bit, uh, a little bit shorter this week. Um Let's uh let's start with Convergence World's Finest. It's got the Seven Soldiers, which is like Shiny Knight and a um, bunch Shovel of other characters. Knight? Shovel no, not Shovel Knight. That would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, it takes place in the eighties. There's a reporter following these guys around. He gets snatched up by a Pteranodon for some reason. Uh, Green Arrow and Speedy both die in this book uh, while the dome is up, not in a competition. Shiny Knight goes out and saves this reporter, and as he's doing that, uh, Telos pops up and starts doing his whole, you know, I have brought this convergence upon you thing, and uh, Shiny Knight basically says, fuck off, I'm not going to fight, to which Telos responds, which I thought was kind of strange. They haven't done that in any of these books yet, where Telos has responded, because so far, every hero has been like, nah, son, we're going to team up and fight you, and... He hasn't responded to anybody, but he responds to Shiny Knight and says, you're the oldest person here. Uh, You're a man out of time. I wonder if that will help you. And he then delivers him to the battleground. Meh. Meh. That one was kind of meh. Um, Convergence Shazam. Uh, Yeah, okay. So I was kind of disappointed in this one because the multiversity Shazam was so good that I was I was really excited for for this to continue but it, it you know it was okay it, it did a, a decent job of explaining why all of these Fawcett comics characters are are showing back up like like the Shazam stuff and and explaining why a lot of like the old key comics guys are there like all these different worlds that DC has it does a pretty decent job of like the heroes went away and now they're back and uh, for reasons um not much happens. There was another suicide bomber in this one, which that's like one suicide bomber per week seems to be happening in the Convergence books, which is a little weird. Um, I, I don't I don't really know what that's all about, but Dr. Savannah's in there. Mr. Tawny, the big tiger is in there. Like it's got everything you would want out of a Shazam book. It just wasn't particularly well, well written. Like there was nothing really, the conversations that the characters had weren't, weren't all that great. It did, however, have the best page in the series where Shazam finally returns after being away for a year and Billy Batson says Shazam and just this absolutely gorgeous full-page image of, of Shazam showing up. It's, you know, for my money, the best best page that we've seen so far in Convergence. Uh, Plastic Man and the Freedom Fighters. In, in this alternate universe, the Nazis won and the Freedom Fighters are being led by Plastic Man. They are about to be executed by being hanged. Uh, the Nazis are trying to keep order after the dome goes back up. 
Plastic Man is is out and about. He has returned to his life as a thief, and he feels bad about it. Uh, he gets arrested, and then the dome comes down. So, meh, not much happened. Uh, JSA, it's this one was really good. One of uh, one of the better ones for the week. It's got the original um, the original Flash, Jay Garrick, and Doctor Fate, who makes me really happy anytime he shows up. I'm I'm going to be excited about it because. For some inexplicable reason, I love that character. This is a Golden Age comics, man. Golden Age shit's yeah. always cool when it comes back. Yeah, it, it's cool. But like, what I thought was neat in this one is that they're all old men. When the dome goes up, their powers go away, and they become old men. And they're sitting around talking, and uh, Dr. Fate is in a coma, and a bunch of the heroes are just kind of talking to each other, saying, you know, like, oh, God, this just sucks. We're getting old. I didn't notice all the bumps and bruises that we had taken our whole lives. You know, now that our powers are gone, I can actually feel all of the things that we've done. And it kind of fucking hurts. And I'm not really all that happy about it. And the dome comes down. Dr. Fate wakes up from his coma and, and in a pretty badass moment says, look, I can give us our youth back and we can fight. It's going to kill us quicker, but I can do that if you want. So one more time, you know, let's let's get in there and, and join the fight. And oh, the that's last, awesome. I yeah, like it was, that. It was really cool. Like the last page was them all youthful again in costume, getting ready to go kick ass. And it was JSA was really good. Uh, Infinity Inc. is uh, a, a bunch of uh, like it was a book that was out. Now, at this point, 15, 20 years ago, I was never a big fan of it. Uh, Jade, Green Lantern's daughter, Alan Scott's daughter, is kind of human again. She's in a play. The rest of the team is watching uh, her play. After the play, two guys try to rape her in, in an alleyway. She kicks their ass. The dome comes down. And then Jonah Hex and a bunch of other people show up and start fighting them. So this one had about the most action that there's been so far, but it still wasn't really all that good. Uh, Detective Art, Detective Comics number one, probably had the best art this week. If you like that scratchy kind of late seventies, early eighties, uh, the the really dark DC Batman art that they had. It's uh, Dennis Cowan who has drawn Batman before and has done a really good job on it. This one, you've got Earth 2 Robin, so it's the Robin has taken over for Bruce, and he wears the Batman costume with the yellow cape and the R over the bat, that really weird kind of amalgamation of Batman and Robin. Uh, Batman's daughter, the Huntress in this one, they are uh, going to fight Red Sun Superman, so you've got Moscow Superman, which is always fun when, when he shows up. They did a really nice little bit of character building here, in the Red Sun universe, Superman is looked to as a leader of the Russian people. And, you know, the, this dome has been up for a year and the Russians are kind of freaking out and they don't understand why Superman hasn't done anything about it. So he goes out and he lies to the people. He has this big press conference and he says, look, I put the dome up. I put the dome around Moscow and a bunch of other important cities because I need to protect us from the outside world. Don't worry about it. I did this to us. Trust me. Everybody's like, "Oh, okay, well, I sweet." Mean, if Superman did it. It's okay. Yeah, pretty much. And they do this little trick where there's a plane uh, or a helicopter off panel that flies Superman out of it, but he's got ropes attached to him. So it was kind of a nice nod back to how they used to do it on the the old TV shows. But it worked really well. Uh, eventually, the dome comes down, and Batman or yeah. Bat, Bat Robin, I guess is what we call him. Earth 2 Batman and Huntress go to fight Superman. Huntress uh, gets a little carried away and tries to fight him. And she shoots a bunch of missiles at him. And Superman looks at her and says, uh, bitch, you cray. Kind of just shakes him off. Robin's like, whoa, dude, I just, I said we were going to talk. Robin and Superman start talking. Or Bat Robin and Superman start talking. Huntress says, no, I can't let you do this. She drives away in the Batmobile. Superman catches up to her, and then she blows up the Batmobile with her still in, inside of it. So that would be two suicide bomber things this week. Uh, it was it was good. The artwork's really great in this book. Convergence Crime Syndicate number one. Uh, 
if you know anything about crime syndicates, Lois Lane is Superwoman. Uh, she is being executed. The crime syndicate are trying to stop it. Nobody has their powers. They're trying to bust into this death row facility. The Justice Legion Alpha is trying to fight a bunch of Luthorians in the far off future to save their things uh, or to save their world. Uh, they get their powers back. Ultraman gets his powers and, and goes to take out the JLA. I, I was incredibly bored reading this book. It was it just wasn't very good. Booster Gold, number one. This one may be uh, one of the more important books along with Legion of Superheroes from last week with Brainiac. This one with Booster Gold. He apparently can glitch his way through all of the cities. Right, Booster Gold is a time traveler. He can go, you know, forwards and backwards throughout the time stream. In this one, you see him kind of popping in and out of different cities. He thinks he is time traveling, not realizing that he's going to these different little domed places. So now we've established that there's a character that can get in and out of these areas sort of undetective. I don't know how much that's going to play into it since the dome has come down and they're all fighting again. Uh, but it was pretty good. Blue Beetle, number one. I'm not a big Blue Beetle guy, right? If you're if you're a, if you're a Blue Beetle fan, I guess this would be good. Uh, the question was in it. Captain Adams in it. Eh, it was average. It, it's again, it's the same story over and over again. The dome is up. What are we gonna do? Oh, the dome is down. Let's go fight. Action Comics number one. Uh, this one I had a huge huge problem with, and this may just be me, but. It, the artwork was really pretty bad. The the face the faces in this one just were not very good. The story is pretty uneven. It, this again features Red Sun Superman, but the big problem that I had with this book is we've got Power Girl in here, so Earth Two Supergirl, and she is saying to her boyfriend. There's a couple panels where she's saying to her boyfriend, you know, ever since. The dome went up and I lost my powers. My super metabolism is gone and I'm starting to I'm starting to put on weight. And her boyfriend says, you know, oh, it's OK. I like you with I like you with curves. And she's like, oh, stop it. I've put on like 15 pounds. I'm gross. And while this is happening, she is wearing a skin tight bodysuit, a skin tight suit so tight that you can see the indentation of her belly button. And. To have that image juxtaposed with text that says, oh, I'm getting fat, I've put on 15 pounds, and her boyfriend saying, no, I like you with curves, while you can see her belly button through her shirt, uh, was just pretty disgusting to me on DC's part. That's really like a, you know, I'm not saying comic books have to be the most realistic thing. I understand we want to look at pretty pictures, but when we live in a society with as many negative body images as people have and, and just negativity and things going on. And if you look at the internet now, like there's, I mean, without getting into it, there's a lot of negativity surrounding body image. And for DC to put out a comic book where the main heroine is saying that she's fat and her boyfriend says she has curves when she would be less than a size zero was just pretty disgusting. I don't know. what Am I overreacting there, Dean? I know you didn't look at it, but... Dan, I'm fat. I've gained 15 pounds. <laughs> you see what I mean, though? Like, yes. it, uh, yes. it's just, I do. it just wasn't good. I understand. All right. So fuck you, DC, for that. Convergence number four, the actual book itself uh, was better than it has been. Uh, you know, last issue, Dick Grayson got shot and paralyzed. Uh, this issue, he can walk again because Telos covers him in some silver shit. And he's walking around and says, you know, you're going to need to join join your world in the tournament. Uh, Deimos is leading the Earth 2 heroes to the Time Masters, saying he's going to free them. Uh, surprise, surprise. He's been lying the whole time. He what? Wants the power, right? He wants the power for himself. He says, you know, I'm going to take total control. And he offers to bring Brainiac back into the thing just four more weeks dean four more weeks i'm gonna do this to that's myself a, that's an entire month dan good luck i know i know so yeah 
uh, this was probably the most even that it's been since Convergence started, where everything was just kind of meh, and there wasn't really some glaring really great books or really terrible books everything was just kind of average it's either that or i'm just tired i'm not sure which one it is but there's your weekly convergence rundown dean why don't you tell us about something else i'm tired Mm -hmm. um something else (laughs) well i read something okay is that all you're gonna tell us about it maybe Okay. I'm thinking about it. This is going to be a pretty short podcast. Join us next week. Yeah, so I read Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles 45? Nope. Oh. I thought it was 45. Um, I don't know. It probably was 45. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> the issue after the death of Donatello? Yeah, he he's he's dead now. Well, he's not dead. He's surprised. Donatello's not dead, just like we said. Yeah, surprise, surprise. They didn't kill one of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Who would who would have thunk? Because that, that would have been stupid. However, however, it's still a little surprising what happens. So the whole issue is about Donatello, like, in his own little spiritual realm, like, talking to his mom and whatnot, and there's, like, a light, and she's trying to explain to him that, you know, he can rest now and blah, 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 and that he should probably come into the light. But lo and behold, Master Splinter is all meditating and shit and up in uh, Donatello's stuff. And he's like, my son, you can, you cannot go. We need you. The family needs you. So he ends up bringing Donatello back. While in the real world, the uh, way they're reviving Donatello is they're throwing him in Metalhead's body. So Donatello's a fucking robot now. Yep, that's a thing. <laughs> robot <laughs> turtle. Robot, well, putting, no, sentient robot turtle. They're putting his consciousness in the body while trying to repair his physical body. Right, that's what I got is, from it. Fugitoid is trying is going to try to repair Donatello's body or heal it, but in the meantime, they're putting Donatello's. Oh, I, I, I don't know, man, because mind in the robot's you, body. You you read slightly more than I did because I only read the regular issue. You read, you read the uh, free comic book day uh, issue, right. which, by the way, happy free comic book day to everyone. Happy Free Comic Book Day. Big fan of the show, Free Comic Book Day. But, huge, uh, huge, huge fan huge of the fan. show. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it didn't really allude to anything in the regular comic. It just made it sound like there's no time. We need to save him now before he's dead dead. So we're going to put him in this robot because, because science. <laughs> because reasons. Yeah. To be honest, there really was not much else going on in the book. I mean, Casey was doing his whole vigilante thing, like fucking punching out purple dragons and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, and you you tell your boss, Big Hun, that. And then he sees his dad, who's Hun, and he's climbing into April's parents' store. And he's like, oh, hell no. And that's where his story leaves off. So I'm trying. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens with that because I like uh, that rivalry between Casey's dad and Casey because he used to be. He, I mean, he his dad used to beat him and stuff, and then Raph ended up just fucking kicking the shit out of him, being like, "Don't you touch him like that." Mm-hmm. And. Um, then Hun got all big and stuff, and now he's, like, super powerful. They they make him almost seem like he's, like, superhero status to a point, which is kind of yeah. weird because all he did was just work out a lot. <laughs> well, if you work out a lot, Dean, you too can, I don't know, beat your son eventually and turn him against you, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Going. Nah, nah, not a, not a fan. Not a fan of uh, beating children. So. Yeah, no, I, I read this book as well, and uh, you're right. Not a lot happened uh, um, dealing with the the fallout of the the quote-unquote death of Donatello. I, I like where they're going, though. It This issue, unfortunately, seemed a little bit like wheel spinning of just we're trying to get to issue 50, but I only had 49 issues written, so uh, this... 
and yeah. we're not really going to explain things. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of sad the book's going to end at 50 issues, which, spoiler alert, book's done at 50. That's it. No more story, no more turtles, which I, you know, I'm not surprised because I've never seen a, a, a you know, an straight-up ongoing turtle book. I mean, this is good. This is good. I'm happy with it. I'm glad they're going to end it before, you know, anything stupid can happen that really tarnishes the book. Because let's be serious right. here. The book's been a hit since day one. You know, they've had tons of uh, little miniseries and stuff. Probably together with all the miniseries and things that they have, I would say they are probably skating close to 100 issues. Which is, is pretty nuts. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, they did a lot in a short amount of time. And, you know, if they want to end the book, let them end it on their own terms rather than drag it out and kill the story. Well, yeah, I, the problem with the Ninja Turtles story is it is relatively finite as far as what we want to see. Because if you continue on with the story, you get the unfortunate result that happened to the early 90s cartoon show of... What the fuck is going on? What is all the like you you're just look, here's a new ally and look, here's a new mutant and it's just wash, rinse, repeat, you know, and it, it just doesn't tell a compelling story anymore. Whereas here they have managed to craft a narrative that once it reaches its conclusion will be incredibly satisfying and doesn't need to go on anymore. Yeah. And I. Eastman and Laird back in the eighties made this incredible story out of out of nothing. I mean, and it was radical back then, pun intended. Um, that it, you know, to be honest, back then that that was a really bananas sort of storyline, and now we accept it because it's been around so long. But I mean. Think about it. If we didn't hear about the Ninja Turtles and someone was like, "Yeah, there's these, uh, there's these weird fucking." turtles and the slime hits them and they turn into people and their their master's a rat and they know how to do karate because because karate and there's these guys with knives and he has these weird ninjas called the foot and they fight each other for some reason but he's go. got a warthog and a rhino yeah you know like that just sounds fucking <laughs> and an weird alien as invasion but they make yeah. it work that's the thing they they've just made it work so well and they they own it like they they just they know what they're doing and it if it's time to end it uh, I'm I'm on board. Um, let's let's pull the trigger. Let's end the book. Let's let's make sure we send them out the right way. Well, uh, yeah, and what the Free Comic Book Day issue did was kind of took what happened in '45 and explained it a little bit further, while also giving a bunch of the backstory because I have not been reading this book. Right, it's I know it's great. It's just I don't I don't have time to really throw another. A, to go back and read 40 issues of a book. You mean the turtles can't ride the convergence train with you? <laughs> the turtles cannot ride the, con and should not ride the convergence train with me. But what was really nice about the free comic book day issue was it went back and kind of explained what had happened in the previous 40 issues, right? I was unaware that in this book, Splinter and the turtles were alive back in feudal Japan and Hamato Yoshi had four sons and they were executed by the Shredder and Shredder killed his wife and killed his kids and that they have somehow found themselves in the future and mutated and they're a family again. Like, you know, Splinter has always called the Turtles his sons, but they weren't really, you know, until now they're like his actual sons. And there's a lot of nice little moments in here, kind of, I didn't know that the Hun was Casey Jones' dad. That is explained in here. The other three turtles were out on patrol. Um, and while they're out on patrol, they kind of give the backstory of Leonardo was brainwashed at some point and was yeah, fighting was, with Yeah, that the, was actually pretty recently. Yeah, like, so he's fighting with these guys, and they explained who Alloplex was and who Angel is and all the other... Uh, mutanimals that are there and, and just went back and 
and told the story and was like, oh, this is why I should care about all this shit, even though it's, you know, I do care. It's stuff that I already knew or characters that I was familiar with, but just sort of unfamiliar with this particular story that they were telling. Wait, D- Dan, did, did you see the hermit crab? The her- yeah, the hermit is, crab. Isn't he, he the best? Cool. I love that guy. <laughs> he looked really cool. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, like you said, it, this is a banana story. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty out there. But what they're doing and why it works is because while they are not taking themselves all that seriously, because, you know, we have a kung fu fighting hermit crab, they are taking the story seriously. So they're telling a real story with these kind of ridiculous ridiculous elements around it. And that's why it works just so damn well. There's a respect here for the material that you don't always get in these types of books, and especially with the Ninja Turtles, which is why from the cartoon in the late 80s, early 90s, up until now, you've had so many failed uh, reboot attempts at the Turtles. There's been a ton, and they've all been pretty terrible for at the most part. At least four off the top of my head. I believe there's been at least four between cartoons and comics. Right. Well, and there was the live-action TV show that was really bad. Yeah, let's let's never talk about that. <laughs> that, that just stays away. That's not happening. However, what I would like to see a reboot of is Street Sharks. <laughs> my daughter has been watching the shit out of that the last no, week. No, stop. No, she really has. Like, I came home from work the other day, and she was like, Daddy, have you ever seen this? And she told me all about the street, street sharks, all the stuff that she had been watching. Like, it, it, it's insane. Where did she find that? I have no idea. This kid is able to find cartoon shows from when I was a kid out of nowhere. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the street sharks and all, but I was half joking. I mean, yeah, I'm no, glad I, she's watching the Street Sharks, but... Yeah, sure. I don't know what brought her to the Street Sharks, but she loves them. Well, they're, 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 they're cool. They're like bodybuilding fucking <laughs> sharks that wear no shirts and mm-hmm. wear fucking sweatpants and sneakers. They're really weird. I'm, I take it back. That was a weird fucking show. It's no more weird than the Ninja Turtles, though. It's really not. I, Just not yeah, done as well. I guess you're right. Well, but Gargoyles, that was a good one. That was good, too. But yeah, this uh, the free comic book day was book uh, book was uh, was really good. Issue forty five, like we said, didn't really tell a ton of story, but what is there is yeah, it's, it's good just filler. a really good book. Yeah, it's 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 solid filler. Like it's 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 enough to keep you wanting to see what happens at the end of the book. Which spoiler alert, we told you. But it's still like there's there's a bunch of little things you get to see some emotional stuff going on, which is nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think it's worth a read. I don't think it's, like, skippable by any means. So I, w- I would say mm. give it a shot. Yeah, definitely not skippable. Big things happen. You know, the the putting Donatello's consciousness into Metalhead is, is a pretty big revelation, you know, as to how they're going to handle Donatello going forward. And in the free comic book day issue, while the other three turtles are out on patrol... Metalhead shows up and and the four of them fight together and they're like it's you know good to have you back. Love it. So, did you read anything else, Dean? Um, no. Maybe, maybe something by Grant Morrison. Dan, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't get a chance. Oh, Dean. Please, but go ahead, tell me because I. No, I, I can't. This is this is a book that we will talk about next week because I need somebody to tell me about it too. I figured together we can figure out what happened. Oh my God, is that crazy? Yeah, it was nuts. All right, then it'll it'll have to wait till next week. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie, everyone, read Multiversity number two. Just do it. Just do it before we even talk about it because it's Multiversity. We're, we're going to see this through to the end. All of us on the show, we're seeing this through <laughs> to the end. It's happening. Morrison's might have gone a little bit off his rocker, but it's okay. It, there were a bunch of solid issues before it, so it's, it's, it's probably okay. God, yeah, I, it was, I hope so. it was very good, but it is, it is all over the place. Is this, uh, are, are we coming to a conclusion now? There's, there's yep, probably this not is that it. many. Okay, all right. So, yeah, definitely read it then because we've, We've backed him this far, so might as well go the extra mile. I I agree. It's you got to read it. Well, in that case, let me just uh, kind of jump into a couple other things that I was able to get to this week. 
from Free Comic Book Day, the Worlds Unite Prelude, Mega Man, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, surprisingly enough, the Sonic the Hedgehog portion uh, wasn't very good. You don't say. And you know what's I, fucked up? It's the same goddamn author. I don't I understand. I know. I didn't I didn't really care for it. Uh I don't know who Silver the Hedgehog is. He's stupid. That's they one of those new fucking characters. Yeah, they explained him well enough. Uh I still didn't really care. Uh it starts off with uh Sonic fighting Eggman and then an Ifrit shows up. Um, apparently like, like a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is within, within the first three pages of this book, there are one, two, three, four, five, five editors notes of to be continued in Sonic the Hedgehog 272. See where they, they went in Sonic universe 71, play the game, Sonic battles two or Sonic rivals two to See, actually that, play this that's fight. A, that's it's some like, fucking I bullshit. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go read these books. You, I explain this shit to me, right? I'm not gonna go buy a shitty video game. The no, like so Sonic runs and he jumps at stuff, and Silver the Hedgehog shows up wearing very fashionable boots for some reason, and apparently can 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 close the Genesis portals. I think they called them. Yeah, he he's like a fucking. Because get it, he was on the Genesis. Well, Silver wasn't because he's a piece of shit. But well, right, but Sonic Sonic, Sonic was. was on the yeah I, the Genesis. It, the the whole there was an actual story arc with those Genesis portals, and I believe it was called like the Genesis Saga or something like that, and it had to do with New Sonic meeting old sonic and it was it was kind of cool i did read a bit of it and that was probably the best sonic story arc there's been in the last 20 years of this book being out <laughs> like and the book's been around for 20 years it's been around since the early 90s i think 93 was the first year like yeah and ian flynn's been writing it since 2000 something and that's when it started actually getting a story and whatnot but mm-hmm. uh before that it's all just like Sonic runs, he eats a chili dog, Dr. Robotnik comes, because that's when he was called Dr. Robotnik. And Not Eggman? No, yeah, Eggman's just such a dumbass. They should just rename him again, because who the fuck is Eggman? I don't care if he looks like a stupid egg. It's a dumb name. That's what a five-year-old calls a villain, Eggman. Yeah. That's a guy, that's a kid who draws a face on an egg and goes, Oh, look, Dad, I made Eggman. <laughs> that's not a comic book character, you stupid fucks. Yeah, it was bad. Oh God, I'm bad. sorry. <laughs> it, it well, and unfortunately, like, I I really like the Mega Man book. I do not want to read this Worlds Unite thing. Like, I'm not going to because, because you got it has Sonic. The sh- in yeah, it. the Sonic yeah. shit. Because not now, there's not only it's it's not only the Sonic book and the Sonic uh, Universe book. There's Sonic Boom that's mm-hmm. going to be included with it. And I'll be damned if I read another fucking issue of that piece of shit. Yeah, it's got a checklist in here of, like, here's what's coming out. And in May, you would need to read Sonic Universe 76, Sonic Boom number 8, Sonic the Hedgehog 273, and then, like, two issues of Mega Man or something like that. Yeah. Or one issue of Mega Man. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not reading that much Sonic. It's just not happening. Well, th- so th- That's the thing. It's just, it's overpowering. Like, I-, I will be skipping Mega Man for the next couple of months. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to cautiously, um, read around it and I'm going to see what I could get out of it. If I have to read a Sonic issue, I will, but it's not going to be Sonic Boom. Uh, I don't, I, and that, again, Ian Flynn writes the fucking book. I don't yeah. understand. I just well, I don't. Sonic's just there. There's not a lot of story there. There's <laughs> there's really not. Well, you know you know what it is. It's it's he's a fast hedgehog. Right, but you have all these supporting characters. Like, um, all right, not that I like any of them. Uh, besides Tails and Knuckles as supporting characters, but you have Amy. You have that weird cat thing. Uh, <laughs> you have all the um. Oh, Isn't there like an alligator thing? Yeah, like uh, that troop of guys that were from the Sega CD bullshit. 
Um, you got that silver fucker. Um, there's Metal Sonic. There's Eggman. Shadow. There's Shadow. Yeah, there's plenty of characters. They just don't do anything meaningful with them. Like, it's dumb. And the thing was with, um, oh my god, at the end of the, the whole Worlds Collide thing, there's this whole part where you see the, um, I think the original Sonic, uh, universe, uh, the, um, oh god, the uh, 90 Sonic, like, universe disappearing from existence, and it's super touching when, like, uh, Princess Sally, who isn't a fucking thing anymore because... Fuck that. No, let's just get rid of all those cool characters and the resistance and all that shit. That made a cool thing. That was like, it was like fucking Terminator. Like, they were trying to steal all the, the animal people and turn them into robots. I could get behind that. I don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. It's just it's just dumb. But anyway, um, it's Sonic, uh, old Sonic and uh, Sally. Like, they're disappearing. They're fading from existence. And, like, they exchange these, like, very touching last words to each other. And I was like... Where? Where did that come from? That was beautiful, and, like, I I don't think I'll ever see that again in one of these books. And I, you know what? I've read a few books after that. I haven't. It's just stupid. <laughs> it was like Ian Flynn was like, well, I'm going to give any last bit of credibility away, so I might as well do it in a nice way. So here we there go. go. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm not going to lie, guys. Read Mega Man. It'll be great. I promise you. However, if, if you get sick of Sonic, no one's going to blame you. You could try it. However, Dan and I probably aren't going to read it, so we're not going to make you guys read it. Yeah, no, the the Mega Man half of the book, and again, it's free comic book day, so these are free comics. We really can't complain all that much. But the the Mega Man side of the book was so much better. Yeah, yeah, it normally is. So much better. It went through and explained the backstory of Xander Payne. He seems like he's going to be the big bad in the Worlds Collide storyline. Oh, yeah, because he he fucked up the, uh, the timeline pretty hardcore. Yeah. So it went back and explained who he was. And I was like, all right, cool. I got everything I needed to know about this guy in about 10 pages. Yeah, and isn't that like, it's it's just the other side of Ian Flynn seeing what he could do. Xander yeah. Payne and the Emerald Spears are not a Mega Man game thing. No. They, they are a totally new idea that he came up with and put and into good. a book. Yeah, and it, it works. It makes perfect sense. He gives the character a lot of backstory and like emotion behind him, and it just it it it's great. Why can't he do? You know, I'm not gonna go back into it, no, but yeah, shouldn't. it's 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 Mega Man. It's great. If you got her, you know what, Dan, you read Convergence. I'll take the bullet on this one. Uh, I'll do it. You're gonna <laughs> I, no, hear a lot of cursing. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make you do it. I'm not. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it. All right. It is what it is. Evan's reading Secret Wars, which I'm sure he'll get the best thing ever, and that'll be oh, fucking he, great. Oh, he's going to. He's going to. But before we get to that one, one of the other free comic books that they put out, DC put out Divergence, which was a little preview Stop, of really? Batman. Yeah, oh, yeah. Batman, Superman, and Justice League of how things are going to be after the Convergence storyline is over. The Batman story is the only one I read. Is it and, Batbot? Oh, yeah. Right. Here's the thing. I've said this plenty of times before, but I believe that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo have done the best Batman that Batman has ever been. I put this book down after I finished this little six-page preview and went, I don't want to read the Superman or Justice League thing. I don't care. Because I... My prediction was that Bat Robot was going to be Commissioner Gordon, and I was right, and they confirmed that, and then they put out this issue, and I, it, it was dumb in my mind, and it's dumb on paper. It looks great. Greg Pulo's artwork was fantastic. The writing that's there is really good, but uh, Commissioner Gordon cuts his hair. There's like a, a couple panels dedicated to his new military haircut because he was a Marine and then he gets in the suit and the suit just doesn't look good. Ah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hot and cold about it. Like some days I'm like, yeah, it looks great. And then other days I'm like, eh. I mean, I'm going to read it. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot because I owe that much to Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo for 
45, yeah. 46 issues of greatness. I yeah. I'll I'll give it a go. If it's bad, I'm just gonna say it's bad. I'm not gonna trash them. Uh, they've they've done too much good for me to sully their name. Yeah, it's. I will give them the benefit of the doubt as well. But so far, I, in my opinion, not off to a great start. I, to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of the free comic book day books, especially from the bigger publishers. Because they're more like solicitations. So I've never been a huge backer of the DC and Marvel free comic book day. So I'll give uh I'll I'll give a um I'll give it a shot and I'm if if it's bad, I'm I'm not gonna say shit about it. Uh but yeah, I, I don't I normally don't hold the free comic book day books to as high a standard as I do the um the regular books because I feel like that's more an obligation to the publishers that they feel like they have to do it, not so much that they want to sometimes. Yeah, I would agree with that. However, I would counter that with the two books that Marvel put out, All New, All Different Avengers um, and Secret Wars Zero. I I enjoyed the shit out of them. I thought they were great. The All New, All Different Avengers book is what's going to be happening um, post-Secret Wars. So this one, you've got Captain America, the Falcon version of Cap, uh, Thor, who is still going to be the female Thor, uh, Vision, you've got Iron Man, but they never once in, in this little preview story, they never once call him Tony. So Is he still wearing the white suit? Or is it no, it's, it's red and gold. Okay. So they never once call him Tony. And the, it, it I would have to imagine it's not. I don't know where they're going to go with it. Uh, or or who it's going to be, but, you know, I found that interesting. And then the three new characters, so you've got kind of the heavy hitters. You've got Cap, Iron Man, Thor. You've got Vision. And then the three new characters, you've got Miss Marvel, the new current, uh, the, uh, the young girl uh, who's got the weird stretchy powers and all that. Her book is great. Um, so she's going to be in there. Nova and Miles Morales' Spider-Man. So Ultimate Universe Spider-Man is officially going to be in regular continuity. I I feel like um what happened here is Marvel took a page out of uh, Valiant where uh-huh. it was like stop being so goddamn serious and just be a little tongue in cheek sometimes. It goes a long way because that's what Archer and Armstrong was at the beginning. That book is it's it's great. It's it's fucking fantastic. I do feel like Valiant's lost its way a little bit with like a lot of these they keep just redoing uh, a lot of their books. Like, um, Yeah, they're coming off the rails a little bit recently, but still yeah. really good. And, and that's the thing. I feel like Marvel took some of that, like, yeah, we could be tongue-in-cheek. We could, we, could, we could do that, especially after Ultron happened. Yeah. It, it feels like they were like, we need to reapproach what we're doing a little bit. Make and, comics a little bit more fun. Yeah, and that's what they did. I mean, you have Howard the Duck, which I'm not going to lie. It might be stupid, but it's fucking funny. It's fucking great. It's uh, a great book. The, the Rocket Raccoon stuff that I was reading a while back was really good. Uh, the Miss Marvel stuff is great. Um, uh, help me out. I know I'm well, missing a couple. Just the very first page of this preview issue, you have the Avengers team assembled. You have Miss Marvel yelling, Avengers assemble, and... Cap is flying behind her and says, you know, his little... Th- so you've got Miss Marvel, Avengers Assemble. Cap says the high school student. I have shirts older than you. Right? Like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 good. And, and it's, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's yeah. good. This one was written by Mark Wade. They fight Radioactive Man. Uh, it starts off with, you know, this is our first day. You know, Spider-Man, Nova, and Miss Marvel. Our first day of Aven- as Avengers and our last. And then you go through and you get this whole fight between Radioactive Man, who's way more powered up than he ever had been. And, you know, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Captain America tells them, do not let Radioactive Man get away. They let him get away because they go to save one innocent man. And Captain America gives them this whole this whole rundown of, you know, I told you not to let this guy get away. And in that one important thing that I told you not to do, you decided to go and save this this one person, even though there could have been thousands of more lives at risk because you saved this one guy. Are you telling me that's what you did? And they look at him and they're like, yeah, that's that's what. And Captain America's response is good. 
your Avengers. We probably should have called ourselves the Defenders, because that's what we really do. But, you know, Avengers sounded cooler. Right? And there's just, like, I'm really excited for this book now. I, you know what? They did a Marvel's, great job in Marvel's made a fan out of me recently, and that's very hard for me to admit, because I've been DC for as long as I've been alive. Right. And... Um, you know, my dad introduced me to Superman and Batman, Green Lantern, Aquaman. That's what I grew up with. I didn't read any fucking Marvel books. I mean, I, I read Wolverine every now and again, but DC was what I lived and breathed. And while I still like them, I'm looking forward to reading a lot more of first issues of Marvel and like really just digging into some new stories that I can do. I mean, I'm going to read Secret Wars, so sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of this. Yeah, I, this this all new, all different Avengers. I'm really stoked for this book. It's gonna have Mark Wade writing it. Who that guy does not fucking, know yeah, how to write bad Mark comics. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's great. Yeah. The art was awesome. It was Mahmoud Asrar is doing the the art on this book. He killed it. Um, there's also another story in this one of the Uncanny Inhumans, which they're obviously because of the movie stuff and not having X Men, they're pushing the Inhumans really, really hard. Uh, Charles Soule wrote that one. Brandon Peterson did it, uh, did the artwork on that one. Really nice explanation as to who the Inhumans are. Human torches with them ends up hooking up with Medusa at the end of it. So now as a previous fan, I'm wondering what the hell happens to Black Bolt. You know, my interest is peaked. I am excited about this versus Divergence where I just don't really care all that much. You know, uh, I'm only going to read Divergence because of the benefit of the doubt that I will give Scott Snyder. I I don't see how that book would really hook a new reader, whereas this all-new, all-different Avengers, going into it cold, I could see people wanting to continue on you know, with that story and find out where this is going to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I read an interesting article a couple of days ago. I, I sent it to you and Evan as well mm-hmm. with um, the whole Jeff Johns thing yeah. being a little bit um, uh, his feelings in the, the writing there where in the New Justice League, I believe it's, uh, oh, my God, what the hell is it? Gideon, uh, not Gideon, um, Jesus. <sighs> I forget. Uh, the, the, the one of the big guys from yeah. um, the New Gods and uh, Dark Side, and they're they're having this conversation back and forth, and um, the big guy from New Gods, uh, the the Meta- Metatron, something like that. I I don't know, but um, he the, the New Gods have have been around since time was a thing, so they they've seen everything. So he's explaining about all the the um, the crises that happened. And he finally says to Darkseid, once he's done explaining each and every one that happened in the timeline, there's fucking six of them. They've rebooted the universe six times. And he finally says to Darkseid, I don't think this universe can take another crisis. And I was like, you know what, Jeff Johns? Good on you, man. Yeah. I don't, yeah, like, you're, you're correct. Yes, I don't think that this could take another crisis. And I think what he's trying to say is like, hang in there guys. Listen, we're we're not rebooting it. Things are going to be different, but you know, just we're, that's not the idea that's going to happen. So I'm I'm hoping, I'm really fucking hoping that even if there's new characters, um they make them likable enough for DC to just be viable again like it was I hope at it's the start great. of the new 52. Yeah, I, I mean I really do. I want it to be great. I, to be honest, I feel this convergence stuff was maybe shoehorned in because we didn't hear about this till about like three or four months ago. Yeah, maybe, and that's that's a very short amount of time for the amount of planning that had to go into this. And I, I don't, I don't know, man. I I feel like this this was something that uh, DC saw that Secret Wars was happening. They're like, well, fuck, we need to do something like this. <laughs> we need and to do a thing. And this was their answer, and they decided to re- release it before Secret Wars didn't go their way. So no. let's hope when books go back to normal, which they are starting to. Uh, Batman Endgame came out last week, I think. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Justice League was this week. So uh, and Superman. You know, Superman, you know. So let's let's hope things are getting to be a little bit more um, normal soon, even if it's uh you know. Gordon as Batman, and you got this Bat robot. If anyone can do this, it's going to be Snyder. 
and Capullo. I'm willing to. Yeah, I'm willing to try. I, yeah. I really am. Yeah. But all right. Last two to talk about. They tie together. Uh, Avengers 44 and Secret Wars Zero, which was a free comic book day one as well. Avengers 44 wraps up everything that Jonathan Hickman has been building towards since he took over writing all the Avengers books. They have been incredibly dense. They have been incredibly hard to read. If you have fallen off the Avengers train, and I understand if you have because they have just not been the most enjoyable book month well, to month. They've been uh, more, very well done. Morrison and Hickman kind of go hand in hand with that, where they yeah. get very like just detailed and like kind of crazy with their shit. Yeah, I, they've been very well written, and the artwork has been great. But they're they're very very dense. They're not always the most enjoyable things to read. So if you have fallen off the Avengers, pick up Avengers forty four. It goes through and kind of wraps everything out up really really nicely. You get the big showdown between Steve Rogers and Superior Iron Man. Uh, you know, basically almost reigniting the the feelings that they had during Civil War. Uh, you know the the for lack of a better term, convergence is coming. Two planets are going to slam into each other and we're going to get secret wars. We're going to get all the Marvel heroes and all the different versions of the Marvel heroes fighting each other. This is why you're going to have the ultimate universe existing with the 616 universe. Everything is going to get condensed down into one. Um, But it is... So, forgive me because, I, like I said, I've never been really a Marvel fan, but the original Secret Wars was, um, it was just like this big alien thing abducted mm-hmm. them and they had to fight. That's not what's happening, though, is it? No. No. This so, is... they're just calling it Secret Wars, but it's... It's not like they're rebooting that story. This is its own thing. Right. This isn't the Beyonder pulling everybody off onto Battle World. Which is what the original Secret Wars was. This oh, is, so seventies. <clears throat> it really is. This is a whole different thing. There's been a bunch of different realities crashing into each other, um, mostly because of what Marvel. Basically, the explanation behind it is has been that they have fucked with the time stream enough of going back and forth in time. The all new X Men show up from the past. The Age of Ultron book that they put out two years ago where Wolverine goes into the past and kills another version of Wolverine and other people. And, like, there's just been so much continuity. They This really seems to to me like what the original Crisis stuff was for DC of we've got so many years of continuity. It's gone a little pear-shaped. Let's try and fix it Is is really what this seems to be. You know what? And with their staff they have now writing, I feel like that's a big possibility that they could do that well yeah and if you look at the original crisis stuff the first two crisis events at dc um crisis on multiple earths and crisis on infinite earths people love those books because they're great and people were really excited and they they've held up over time you can go back and read them now and they're still really well done uh yeah i agree with that things like infinite crisis eh, not so much you know, zero hour not looked back on as fondly as as other things. So Marvel's doing their thing. They're getting their continuity back in order. Uh, Secret Wars Zero, the free book that came out, follows up on Avengers 44. It is Valeria Richards explaining to the rest of the Future Foundation, uh, look, we've got four days and that's it. World's over. Planet's done. We've got the ship that we've been building uh, it'll hold about 60 people. We're going to put the best and brightest minds and, and heroes and stuff that we have on this ship. And uh, we're going to restart humanity when all this shit is done. And it was, okay. I'm in. Right? World's going to end. How is? What are we going to do? There's going to be a big fight. Okay. Explained well enough. Off we go. So, I mean, if you've fallen off the books and, and you're curious to get back into Marvel, go grab that free comic book day one. Grab Avengers 44. You're as caught up as you need to be. I like it. Secret like Wars it starts this week. Yeah, this this coming Wednesday. Uh, Secret Wars number one will be out. It's 616 universe, like the regular Marvel continuity and the ultimate universe smashing into each other. So it should be good. 
Yeah, we're we're gonna see Ultimate Spider-Man make his way back into to to books again, which would be good because I, I want I want more of that that Spider-Man. I don't I don't I hate to say it, I don't need any more Peter Parker. I just I want to see more Miles Morales. Miles Morales is a really great character. Bendis has done a really really great job with it. So. Uh, and we'll be covering it here. I will be continuing on with Convergence. Dean, you are taking Worlds Collide, and uh, Evan will be taking Secret Wars. So we all got our crosses to bear now. <laughs> we all have our. I feel that mine is going to be the heaviest. Although with the Sonic books, I have to read three to one. Damn, that's a pretty big <laughs> fucking ratio. <laughs> Three to one. Yeah. I'm not excited about it. But you've only got to read like five books a month. I'm reading 11 a week. No, that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll give you that. But the 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 four that I have to, no, the, the three that I have to read are really bad. Like, they are bad. They're 70 times worse than any bad Convergence book. They're pretty, Ugh. they're going to be pretty bad. Yep. Yep. But, but it'll I'll be. Do it. It'll be interesting. Next week, I think all three of us will probably talk about Secret Wars number one, and then Evan's going to handle the crossover, the the main title, and then all the adjacent books as well. So it should be fun. It, it should be. It'll, good. it'll be a lot of fun. It'll probably be a little bit longer of a podcast too because we got a lot to cover. But uh, yeah. we're, it's an we're, exciting we're happy time. To get into it. Yeah, it's yeah, an exciting be, time cool. to be into comics. Even if this stuff isn't great, the the awesome thing about comic books, and I think why we continue to read them is there's always hope that next month could be the best issue that you've ever read because they can always fix it. Yeah, there, there's all, you can always be ready for a Redeemer. And I mean, you know, just because this storyline's bad doesn't mean they could come back with something. I mean, let's think about it real quick. My favorite example is Swamp Thing after the new 52 reboot. No one gave two fucks about Swamp Thing before yep. uh, the New 52 happened. And then he came back, and he came back in it hardcore, man. Rot World was one of the best and biggest story arcs that you could buy when the New 52 came out alongside the Court of Owls and uh, the Killing Joke. And or, fucking, um, not the Killing Joke, yeah. uh, death, in, death in the Family. And fucking Animal Man. Oh, exactly. New it was 52 a Animal Man. Yeah. Who gave oh, a man. fuck about Animal Man? And then that book came out, and it was, for my money... Relevant again. It was it's... the best book the New 52 put out other than Batman. Yeah, and I, I mean, well... Let, it came I off mean, the rails a little bit. Well, let me rewind it back just real quick. So good. Scott Snyder was on Swamp Thing when it first came out. Yes, he was. So that was a big deal. And uh, there's another big person on Animal Man... Uh, it wasn't Jeff Lemire, was it? No, it wasn't Jeff Lemire. Um, Brian, Brian, uh, it's gonna bother me. Hang on, I'm gonna fact check myself for a second <laughs> because why the fuck not? And we'll but fix I it mean, through the magic of editing. Yeah, man. I mean, to be honest, the the whole th- that whole thing was amazing, and t- you only had to read Animal Man and um Swamp Thing if you really wanted to. Of course, there was like the Agents of Shade. Frankenstein bullshit, but you didn't have to read that if you didn't want to. And right. I'll tell you what, I didn't fucking read it because it was stupid as all hell. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. And uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I I totally, totally no. Okay, it was Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire uh, wrote the beginning one, and I'll tell you what. Yeah, Jeff Lemire is one of those people when he was writing Sweet Tooth, I was like, ah, this is a little weird. It's and a lot then, weird. Sweet yeah, and, Tooth is a weird book. Yeah, and then I, I was, I was like Animal Man, you know, like, I, I don't know, and I, I gave it a shot, and I was like, never mind, Jeff Lemire, ten out of ten, awesome guy, <laughs> ten out of ten. Yeah, he, he just, he, he, he made something. Both of them, Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire, made something that wasn't relevant into something that was pretty damn relevant, and I mean, that was an event. That was twenty some odd issues. Of like just hit after hit of greatness, and there it was. It was perfect. So yeah, always have hope for comics because yep. there's always that ability that you just get that one author that gives a shit about that character. That this new Martian Manhunter book might be the best thing that's ever come out of any company. Dan, I I can't tell you how excited I am for that book, and I, I know, know you are. I shouldn't. I you shouldn't, shouldn't be. But but. I have to hope. I have to. I'm I'm right there with you, man. 
I'm right there with you. I think right. that's gonna that's gonna yeah. wrap us up for this week. Short and sweet. Right? That's yeah, how we always hour. do things. Short yeah. and sweet. Dean, I believe we're going to be at a uh, a comic comic book convention, right? I think that's what those yeah. those things are called where people yeah. cosplay and artists are there. I thought that was called a uh a um strip club. Mm. It's, a, it's called a good Saturday night. Um yeah. no. Where are we gonna be? Atlantic City Boardwalk Con. Excellent. When is uh, that? We will be there May 16th. I believe that is the Saturday of that week. Um, that's a new one starting up, actually. And they put a lot of eggs into this basket, man. Um, big, big show. I'm I'm pretty surprised uh, because this is their first shot. They got uh, Kevin Smith being there. They got Stan Lee being there, which Stan Lee to show up at a convention. Normally, you got to be somewhat established, but uh, he'll be there. So we'll see how this goes. There's going to be an Artist Avenue. Again, we're not going to be doing any panels or anything at this one. We're just going to be there strictly as press, and we're excited to be there. Uh, we're going to have some cool content to show. Uh, we got a new video camera and stuff, so we're excited to do a lot of uh, video content at this convention. So it should be a lot of fun. And if you guys find us on the floor, uh, Chris and I, and I believe Evan will be there. Dan, are you going to be there? you feel like coming down that day? You got stuff to do? I'm certainly going to try do. to. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, there, there might be four of us there. And uh, you can always tell by, by Dan's voice because it's just smooth and bassy and lovely. That's right. I got recognized in line waiting outside to get into the comic book store for free comic book day. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, was, a, that was a pretty cool thing. That um, was cool. And uh, for Evan not being here, let me just say that Garden State Comic Fest is right around the corner now. I mean, July is only a couple months away. So, uh, guys, get your tickets. Um, that's definitely something to look forward to. We're going to be there. we got a panel. We're going to be interviewing uh, a lot of the comic book artists and writers that are going to be there. Um, it's getting pretty awesome for the roster. Uh, Jeff Schultz is going to be there who uh, of uh, Betty and Veronica fame. So that's uh, going to be pretty awesome. Uh, that's, a, that's a longtime Archie guy. Um, we got CP Dubs up in the building there, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, there's going to be a lot of artists and writers and... Uh, I, I can't wait to, uh, to, to, to meet some of them, get some art done. I can't wait to do our panel, man. I, I always get excited. Yeah. I always get excited when we do live stuff. Like I get really pumped about that. I like seeing people laugh and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a hell of a good time. Uh, and in between those two, even though this isn't a comic book related thing, we will be at too many games. So if you're a gamer and not just a comic book person, uh, check us out at Too Many Games. That will be happening June 16th through the 18th, I believe. It could be a couple days off, but if you want to check out when that's happening, uh, check out our show notes, which perfect lead-in. Um, we'll have all the comics listed below, the links to all the shows we're going to be at, and the dates with it as well. So remember to check that out. You can also contact us uh, through the links in the show notes and find any of our social stuff as well. Yep, follow us on Twitter. We're at GeekAid or at GeekAidDan. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Tumblr. We're all over the place. We are all over the place, and we, we post uh, pretty often. I think on Instagram we post at least a few times a week. So, And uh, we do some recommendations on Instagram, too, for books you should pick up right on Wednesday morning. So if you're looking for uh, stuff for us to recommend, that would be the way to do it. Check out our Instagram. We'll even list the uh, the comic cover. So we take a picture of the comic cover for you, and we list why we're excited about it. So, yeah, give it a shot. It'll be fun. We swear. We're the best. We are. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up issue 33 of the Paper Cuts podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Dean, thank you for being here. Of course. For Dan Ryan, I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs>